0: Daniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio at Pleasanton High School for our first episode of the 2021-2022 school year. As we continue with the theme of our podcast, which is what makes PHS great, we'll be hearing from the perspective of present and past volleyball captains. Our guests today include one of the captains from the 2021-2022 Lady Eagles volleyball team, senior Tess Underbrink, and alumni captain of the class of 1991, Caroline Michelle Davidson Green. Let's hear what they have to say. First up is Tess Underbrink, class of 2022. Thank you for coming on the show today. You're our first interviewee of the year. So how long have you been playing volleyball?
1: So I started playing in seventh grade, whenever we all kind of started, if you didn't play club or anything before that. So I guess that makes this year number six. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: a long time. Hopefully you find it fun. You've been doing this long for fun.
1: (laughs) Yes, I, I really enjoy
0: it. So what are your feelings about this team's year as a whole, you know, especially with the pandemic going on and it's kicking back up again with the Delta and all that? How do you feel?
1: So last year we didn't get to play any tournaments. We had fewer games and it had to wear the mask, which was really tough while trying to play. And... So that was definitely hard. And this year, we don't have to wear the mask, and we've already played one tournament and we did really well. We won that tournament, so that was good. And we're about to play the championship of the next tournament tomorrow and have one next week. So it's really cool that we're actually getting to experience those. And, you know, this year, we got to add a senior. She came from Jordan 10, and so Paige is doing really well. She's definitely adding to our team as a whole. We have a lot of returners and then a few new people that hopefully are gonna add something special to this team.
0: That's always good. Congratulations on the winner. I wish you all luck in your next game. Thank you. So what is the thing that you like the best out of everything being a part of the Lady Eagle volleyball team?
1: Um, Probably the bonds that are made between all the players. Some of us, like we have our right now. She's a sophomore, so I don't see her at all during school and I probably wouldn't see her if I didn't play volleyball and I wouldn't even know who she was. So I mean even though there's that age gap and we have no classes together and stuff it's really cool that you still get to know the other people.
0: Right that sounds awesome because I'm gonna be honest I know about three underclassmen and that's it. Yeah. So it's always good to have like a variation and actually have a chance to do that with our classes. We Mm -hmm. don't anymore as seniors. So what are some of the most memorable moments or uh, just games in general that you've played since you've been playing with the Eagles?
1: Yeah so um, last year a big thing that we kind of do is we have we try to have a lot of fun in the locker room before games or you know even after practices and stuff and that's kind of our bonding time Um, and last year that kind of got cut away because they had this rule to where only six of us could be in the locker room so like Half of us would wait outside while the other half changed and then have to switch. And so we really didn't get any time in the locker room. And so this year we really wanted to make it extra memorable. And so uh, we all kind of picked a day and a time and went to Walmart and bought everything we could think of and brought everything from our house. And I wish I could take a picture and show you all of the locker room because it is insane. There's just random stuff everywhere. (laughs) I think think our theme this year was going to be like, pink just pink everything and then for some reason unicorns got thrown in there and so like the seniors uh we wear like these little unicorn headband things like to warm up in just and people think we're crazy but it just it makes it extra fun we got so i rodeo and so the girls were like bring a saddle bring a saddle so there's like one of the saddles that i won just like sitting randomly there's a unicorn like blow-up float that you would put in a pool and it's like five foot it's and so that's in there. There's Christmas lights. Pretty much about everything you could imagine we have we wow. have in there.
0: Y'all really made that your own yeah, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. we could
1: probably live in there for a few days, honestly.
0: I find that impressive more than anything else. I yeah. mean
1: We have blankets. We bought a bunch of blankets and like chairs and <laughs> uh, those little I don't know, little big chairs that you can like set on the ground and lay on and the
0: lawn chairs and all that oh
1: yeah we have everything
0: throw it at at a barbecue and you can have a whole cookout in there we really
1: (laughs) could we have like big giant boxes of candy that just sit on the sit on the sides of the locker room we can just eat in there and wow yeah
0: every that's impressive because every dude locker room i've been in and everyone i've heard about is just oh yeah we, we have like a poster if oh yeah and then y'all
1: oh we printed out pictures like of everyone just like the most random pictures out of our camera roll and put oh, them man. up we decorated each one of our lockers it was like streamers pretty much everything
0: that sounds like a lot of fun honestly that must have taken an evening though to get oh all set we up.
1: i think we got there around noon and we had practice at like 4 30 and like we still weren't done by practice like we stayed after Holy practice crap. to finish um,
0: what are your plans after high school? Like, are you gonna be playing volleyball somewhere else? Or are you gonna kind of move on from the sport? Anything like that?
1: So I uh, I really love volleyball. It's my thing like with the school, but my number one is rodeo. So yeah. I've I've done that since I think I was seven and it pretty much takes up every day of my life. And so right now I'm super, super busy with both of them. But it's like, I had a tournament yesterday. We played three games yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have a rodeo tonight. And then we have a tournament tomorrow night Jeez or tomorrow ladies. as well
2: and Do you sleep
1: i really don't um, <laughs> oh man yeah so life is kind of crazy but i definitely love it and i uh i plan to continue to rodeo um hopefully get some sort of i could go to a junior college and that was always my plan in the beginning go to a junior college I have, uh, I was going to go to Uvalde where my brother went and they said they would give me a full ride and everything to go rodeo for them. And I really wanted to, but I don't know, something's telling me to go to A&M and just go straight there. I was going to finish at A&M, but I I really want to go straight there. Hopefully I can get some sort of scholarship for that and maybe play on like a little club team or just, you know, they have the little teams there at A&M to play volleyball just to, you know, keep me in shape and have some fun. but.
0: I'm a firm believer that if your gut's telling you something then it's probably right (laughs) because usually they know better than we do somehow yeah and also um um, besides volleyball and you mentioned rodeoing are there any other organizations you're part of or teams things like that
1: so i was pretty involved in ffa through the ag programs most people i don't think most people at the school at this school really realize what the ag programs are out in the ag shops and we have the welding classes and Right now, I'm actually, I'm a student aide for one of the ag teachers, and then I have advanced floral design, and I also have landscape design, which are both ag classes. So I'm out there for my majority of the day, but I was an officer for two years for the FFA, so that was always really good. But I also plan to be, or I'm going to run for our high school rodeo association, our region president. So. Oh, wow.
0: I wish you luck. I'm. Thank you. I'm going to be honest. I don't talk with a lot of people, but you're the only rodeo, rodeoer I've met, so I'm pretty sure you've got a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> so also jumping back, I forgot to ask this. Uh, you said you're going to A&M. What are you thinking about majoring in?
1: So that's kind of, I've always like told myself I have this plan and I want to do this and this and this, and that was go to a junior college, then transfer to A&M, major in marketing, and then go to work for uh, one of my sponsor companies, like like rodeo sponsor companies, which would be like Cactus, Helomatic, Resist-All, one of those right. companies, and they just endorse the cowboys and cowgirls and um, help them out along the road. And so it'd be like a hat company or a rope making company, something like that, for the people right. that really don't know what those are, and um, help them market and right. do that. And there's always like good jobs, and that's you know traveling to all the big rodeos and. It's, it's, right. It would be a lot, but that was my plan. I don't know if that's still my plan, but we'll, right. we'll see.
0: And marketing's a good choice. People are always gonna be buying things, so. Yeah,
1: it's kind of <laughs> always good to have that.
0: So I don't know if you've ever listened in before, but the theme of our podcast is what makes the school great, what makes PHS great for each individual rather than what the administrators say. Mm-hmm. So um, for you, what, what makes the school stick out? What makes it great to you?
1: For me, it's volleyball because I know that's why I'm here, but that's also the reason I go to PHS is for volleyball. If I didn't play volleyball, I would be homeschooled. Wow. And so to give me a chance to rodeo more, cause I mean, it is really hard going cause I miss a lot of school, like a, a lot of school for rodeos and stuff. And so it's hard to catch back up and everything. But if it wasn't for the volleyball pro- program and those girls, I would not go to school here. And so I'm really thankful for them and the bonds that I've made right um most rodeo people most rodeo i know that most people here don't know anything about the rodeo life but most people that do rodeo are homeschooled i'd say probably in between 50 and 75 percent of them are homeschooled because you're constantly on the road and if you do go to school you're constantly behind in all all of your classes and so through rodeo you actually you get to meet um I mean, all of these rodeos, I mean, they're scouts. It's just like any yeah. other sport that come to these rodeos and, you know, ask people to be part and you go visit these schools. And I mean, it's an amazing sport that you meet a lot of people through and you get a lot of connections. So
0: That's honestly impressive. I never really put mm-hmm. two and two together with yeah. like that. Honestly, the only sport I've ever been like exposed to is hockey. So <laughs> well,
1: very different yeah. than South Texas. Yeah. Um,
0: I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been amazing talking to you. Thank um, you. And now it's here from Caroline Michelle Davidson-Green, class of 1991. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for coming on our show, making some time for us. It means quite a bit. Problem, I'm glad to do it. I'm glad we could
2: finally make a time that works. So, well, <laughs> I appreciate y'all asking me to do it.
0: So you were the captain for the volleyball team, which were at the time known as the Eagleettes, right?
2: Yes, that was my senior, that was 1991 or 9091.
0: What have you been up to since your time here at Pleasanton High School?
2: Well, I went to, straight out of high school, I went to Texas State, which was Southwest Texas State University, and graduated from college and then worked briefly straight out of Southwest Texas in Austin, and then moved to Houston and went to graduate school and finished my MBA in probably 1998. Then I took my first job um leaving Houston and moved to Fort Worth, Texas. And that was kind of my start in the pharmaceutical sales. And I've never looked back and it's been about 23 years. So I got married. I've had three children.
0: That sounds like you've been up to a lot since you graduated. It sounds like a lot of fun in all actuality.
2: And no, it it's been great. I actually have a senior in high school. So um, I have a son that's a senior. And so we're doing all that college fun prep trying to decide where he's going and then I have a sophomore a daughter that's a sophomore and then I have a daughter that's in fifth grade and she actually is playing her first year of club volleyball so I have one kiddo that has a lot of interest in that line too but yeah
0: um I know how it feels I'm a senior myself so I'm kind of getting into all the college deciding where I want to go what I want to do what scholarships so I know exactly how all that feels trust me
2: (laughs) well it's a lot and a great experience so thank you
0: Um, I wanted to mention, uh, you said you went to graduate school in Houston. Can I ask what school?
2: I did. I went to University of Houston, and I did my MBA or my master's in business with a special focus in marketing, and so my intention was to do consumer product marketing. I worked at Minute Maid, I interned at Minute Maid, and then I interned at a place called Mountain King Potatoes. <laughs> You'll see them at the local grocery store, but then ended up coming across a career fair, pharmaceutical sales, and went for an interview and ended up kind of switching gears and I've been on the sales side the entire time. I mean, I've gone across multiple disease states, but now I am a hospital rep with a special focus in neurology and epilepsy. Um, And that's been for about the last eight years.
0: Your career sounds very interesting. Honestly, that sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot, but not overwhelming at the same time. It sounds kind of perfect in all honesty.
2: Yeah, it's, it's great if you love people, I mean, it kind of pharmaceutical cells or hospital cells, I think it's kind of the perfect mix of if you have an interest on the medical side, but you love people and you love networking. And um, it's kind of a really good kind of a really good balance between those two types of things. So um, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. It's allowed me to continue to work and raise a family you know the balance has been good which is important
0: i think so oh absolutely because that can be hard to do sometimes especially with some careers like you kind of have to almost choose if you want to have one or the other so finding something like you said that has a balance between is perfect especially for today i've been told that you uh during your time playing volleyball the Eagleettes were 10 and 0 in district and you were named all district hitter what did that feel like when you kind of got that title
2: I mean, I think it felt great. I mean, I think probably that was a big deal, but probably the bigger deal was just the fact that we were undefeated and it was really fun to watch the team. Most of the girls we'd all played together since we were freshmen in high school. So it was kind of, you know, we had a big year, our junior year too. We have, There were some awesome volleyball players the year prior to us as well. So um, I think it was just a great run in general. But no, I, I think – Getting all district hitter was probably um, only a big deal to me in some ways because I'd never played volleyball until I moved to Pleasanton. I moved to Pleasanton the summer before my freshman year in high school, so I'd never touched a volleyball because we didn't have volleyball in Victoria, Texas. So, um, you know, I think there's some pride that comes from, you know, I was probably horrible when I started out (laughs) and kind of made some strides over the four years, so...
0: I understand that. Um, my, I myself actually did the same thing. I moved here the summer before my freshman year as well, um, so I kind of know how that feels and how different Pleasanton High is compared to literally
2: everywhere else. Yeah, it, it was great. I mean, <laughs> high school is not everybody loves their high school experience, but I have great fond memory memories of Pleasanton, and so um, I was glad that you asked me to do this because I did have positive, <laughs> you know, real positive feelings and experiences associated.
0: What was your all-time favorite thing when you look back at, like, if you look back at the volleyball team, what's the thing that sticks out as, that was my experience?
2: I, even though I'm competitive and I love, you know, the winning, I love, we won by district our junior year, we won district our senior year, I honestly think it was the friendships that we made. I mean, the people, you know, we've got a reunion coming up soon for the class of 90 and 91. I think it's actually like the week of October the 2nd. And the people that I can't wait to see so many of them were the people that the girls I played volleyball with through those four years. I mean, everybody was, I mean, it was just fun. And I think it's the relationships, the friendships and the connections that I made through the volleyball team and our experience with our coach, Coach Ray. And it feels like that was a big component of the time that I spent the summers and you know the year were with those girls, so that's probably, that's probably the the highlight.
0: It's, that sounds amazing, first of all, just to have that kind of bond and friendship and such. And I'm going to be honest, I've noticed that here compared to everywhere else, the people, if you're on a sports team, that team is like your second family almost from what I can tell.
2: Yeah. And I think part of it is being in a small, a smaller town. I'm raising my kids in a small town as well, but I will say that where there's 500 kids in my kids' classes, you know, my son probably has 480 kids in his senior class. I had 200 and something in my senior class. So I think there's something to that too. Um, just having a smaller group of people, it doesn't feel so, you know, you're not getting swallowed up. So um, that probably contributes to the support and the the family feeling, I guess you would say. So
0: being an athlete at phs what was your proudest moment as kind of like as part of the volleyball team like what kind of made your chest swell you know
2: it's like one memory that i have that really stands out we've got a picture of this i had a brother and um, that's a year older than i am and i can remember there was a year and i think it was my junior year that we won by district and i just remember it was one of those situations that the entire gym was filled up. I mean, all the kids from all the other classes, my brother played football, and so he and all his friends were there. And I just remember it was one of those by district wins that, like, down to the very end, you're not sure what's going to happen and it was super close and i can just remember the exhilaration of that game like we you know we thought we were something really special at the end of, of that game and anyway it was just awesome the fans the all the work and all the frustration that goes into trying to balance academics and sports and all the things when when that happened that win was one that stood out as a time of like okay it's it's all paid off
0: that sounds crazy
2: that win really like stood out in my head of like it. yes so. I understand
0: that that sounds amazing honestly like that is the best feeling you can get when you put effort and time and resources into something and you kind of get that moment where you realize it wasn't for naught like you made progress you've done what you set out to do kind of right exactly so in volleyball or just as a regular student here at PHS at well with your time here are there any stories that stick out in your mind that's kind of like You laugh when you think of them still.
2: Well, probably. I mean, this is volleyball related, but I think in general, something that makes me laugh all the time. And I actually put this told on myself on Facebook recently with our volleyball coach. Um, There was kind of some different people that I went to school with at PHS kind of on a Facebook thread. And we were talking about memories. And one of the things that we used to do. So, you know, let's say we played Uvalde. And I can remember this all through high school. Anytime we had an away game and you had a bus ride home, you know, you're yellow dogging at home, coaches at the very front, whether it was an hour away or we were playing a team two hours away, it stands out in my mind that if we lost a game, you know, of course, you're supposed to be crying or, you know, coach wanted us to be super serious because we were supposed to be too upset to like move on and want to do something that night. Well, the reality of it is, yes, we were always upset if we had a loss. But big thing to do, and I don't, I mean, this place probably isn't even around, but the big thing to do in high school when I was in Pleasanton was to go to Poteet, Texas on a Friday or Saturday night and we would go dancing at Kicker Palace. That's kind of what everybody did. And so if it was a Friday night game that we would have and it was an away game, I can clearly remember how all of us at the back of the bus had to be super quiet on the drive home because we didn't want Coach Ray to know that we had our flashlight and we were all putting on our makeup because as soon as we got off the bus, whenever we landed in Pleasanton, we either jumped in our cars or, you know, to get home that we were throwing on clothes and we were heading to Poteet to go dancing. So, what was what was so funny is that Coach Ray admitted on Facebook recently that she said, if y'all thought that I didn't know what was going on back there, you were crazy. Of course, I absolutely <laughs> the y'all. But we didn't want her to think we were excited because, you know, we needed to clearly stay disappointed. Right. And, uh, but anyway, that was, you know, one of those memories that was like still really stands out in my head of like fun times. I think the other fun times were... You know, I don't care what it was that you were a part of, whether it was the football games on Friday night. I was a pace setter. I was on the dance team. Um, just And I had a brother that played on the team through my junior year. So it was super fun just to be able to, you know, in a small town, you know, it's Texas football. I don't care where you live. It, it's fun to be a part of that. Whether we hmm. had a good year or bad year, just see everybody. And both stand out a lot in my head as well. It's probably the football game.
0: So I'm going to be honest, that does sound really funny, just trying to kind of sneak that past y'all as coach. (laughs) Man, it sounds like Pleasanton's always been a lot of fun then because every story I've heard, everything, there's always been something that's got me laughing. So it's nice to know that this school's always been a fun place to be and it's not just a recent development and everyone. No.
2: It was a great school, and it was small, and you knew everybody, and you knew the teachers. The teachers probably knew your parents because it was a small-knit community. <laughs> so you weren't really pulling o- you know, anything over on anybody if you thought you were trying to in high school <laughs> because your parents were going to find out before you had gotten home on a Friday or Saturday night. You know, I mean, just,
0: right.
2: just <laughs> small. But I think that there's, like, now as a parent, I look back and, you know, that's a good thing for the parents. You know, of course for the kids are like, Man, this stinks. I wish, you know, I, I wish I was was a small town. But yes. <laughs> but no, it was it was a great school and it was a great experience. And I didn't know any different, you know, it's mm. the only high school experience I'd ever had. And, you know, maybe Pleasanton being a little further away from San Antonio, we didn't have all of the same resources um that you necessarily saw in different school districts. But again, you know, there were a lot of different options for kids. You had shop, you had band, um, volleyball, basketball, track, all the things. So it was great.
0: So I wanted to jump back real quick. You mentioned you were a part of pace setters as well as volleyball. Um, were there any other extracurriculars or um, organizations you were a part of at the school?
2: So I played basketball mm-hmm. and I played volleyball. I was also a member of the Pace setter dance team, my freshman through senior year. Mm-hmm. I was Part of the one act play. I probably only got to do that through like my sophomore year because I think by the time I was a junior, there was too much, you know, competing (laughs) with varsity sports time wise. So, but I love the one act play and um, getting to be part of the theater department. I also was a part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I was the president of FCA my senior year in high school, um, which was an organization, and I don't know if it's still around campus, but our coach. Drove that organization, our volleyball coach. And so there was a ton of involvement just because, you know, for a lot of reasons, it was a great organization, but also our coach was kind of the key player in facilitating it. So, but yeah, I mean, I had, a, I was in track. That was a brief moment in track, probably my freshman year only, because I was absolutely terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, those are a national honor society, but that wasn't, you know, didn't consume a lot of time per se. It seems like you really,
0: um, put some work in here on the school with all you did. That's always interesting to hear, um, like what everyone did and like what's changed about the, um, programs between then and now, especially, um, you, you were here for four years. There has to be at least one or two teachers that kind of stick out in your mind that you kind of think about as kind of influencing your life a little bit more than the others if so like what who were those memorable teachers and why did they kind of why did they have a special place in your head
2: so the first one that i will say is my junior year english teacher and his name was mr coleman and mr coleman was an interesting guy you know i liked language arts but it probably wasn't my absolute favorite subject I loved math and pretty much anything else but language arts was probably not my favorite and I will say and I never thought I was a great writer until I had Mr. Coleman and he was one of those that pushed you to the limits and if he saw something in you or in your writing he really kind of make, made you feel like you have the ability to stretch yourself and kind of force it I think the other thing about him was that he took it so seriously. and You could tell that he had such a passion for the books that we talked about, just his passion for and the importance of writing, which I think that still stands true today with with kids in high school and then on the college, you utilize writing the rest of your life. It, it's a component of pretty much anything you do, whether it's writing letters of recommendation, um, and I think kind of he really set the bar high for whether you like English or not, um, for driving you to be the best that you could be and getting the most out of any student he could. So um, he would definitely be one that stands out in my head.
0: Oh, wow. He sounds like an amazing teacher, honestly. A lot of the teachers do still do that too. Um, they kind of, All of them now kind of push us to do the absolute best we can. And especially if they see like if you're proficient in in the subject you're teaching, they still um, do their best to push you forward to help you refine what you're already kind of naturally good at. So it's very nice uh, being here compared to military schools where they decided you're here for three years. You're probably not even going to you're not going to be here when you graduate. So they didn't really care as much. So it's a right. very nice change of pace compared to the military schools because I only had one or two teachers like that beforehand
2: i mean i think it still stands true today i don't care where you go to school that there's always those teachers you can have a lot of good teachers but those teachers that really stand out to a student that 10 years and 20 years later that you can pull their name from memory you know because in some way that and for some kids i was fortunate i mean i i had a lot of great had a great family and i had a lot a lot of good things going on in high school but a lot of kids are not in that same situation so i feel like sometimes the teacher can literally be the difference in a kid's life that kind of turns the corner for them or makes them believe in themselves if they haven't really had that you know sort of support at home and so um you asked about a second one another teacher that stands out in my head, and I think if you interviewed a lot of people from the class of 1991, you would probably hear this name repetitively, and it was Coach Brown, and Coach Brown, he was a football coach, probably, you know, probably coached all the sports, but he also taught different histories, U.S. history, Texas history, et cetera, and I think the thing that probably stood out to me the most about Coach Brown, number one, it was an absolute priority for him not to just teach history, but to know who you were. And so he had a really unique ability to make, even if there were 20 people in a class, to know who you were, kind of what made you tick, what drove you. And the other thing about him is, is that he absolutely character was something that was so important to him. So beyond the classroom and what we were trying, trying to learn, he kind of lived, he, he kind of lived what he, he believed and it was obvious to you in any realm that you saw him in inside the classroom, outside the classroom, on the field, he cared and he was intense, but he also, um, had a really strong focus on just character and being honest. And he found ways to weave those things into his lesson, just about the importance of things like that. And so I think he always stood out as somebody that was like, okay, you're kind of like a mentor beyond the classroom, just in the way that he lived his life. So, and his wife was also a teacher in Pleasanton and she taught English and she was a great teacher as well. But. Definitely would have to be Coach Brown, is one that still stands out for sure.
0: As you know, or as I assume you've been told, the theme of our podcast is what makes Pleasanton High School great, not just in general, but to each individual person. And in this case, what made it great to you back when you attended in the 90s and um, early 80s?
2: Hmm. I mean, one of the things that I will say that I don't even know that I realized at the time how important it was to me, but I realize it now as a parent and can look back and see, is that now it is so, especially in larger schools. I think one of the things that was awesome is I was a kid that wasn't, didn't want to be limited to one thing. I was interested in a ton of things. I wanted to be part of a lot of sports. I loved to dance and being at a small school, and in Pleasanton, it was supported by coaches, by the dance team instructors, et cetera, to be able to let kids pursue a lot of different things. And we had the ability to do that. And so I think that was such a gift because I got to have so many different experiences of being a part of theater and dance and sports. And I think that's part of who I am today is, you know, getting those unique experiences with not just the actual activity itself, but there was diversity in the people that I was interacting with, because, you know, I promise you, the group of kids that I did theater with were completely different from the kids I was playing volleyball with. <laughs> and so, I, but I love that. I mean, I love being able to get to kind of cross over and um, make friends across the board. And that's really different now, at least in the larger schools. You typically, you specialize, you get one sport because it's all so consuming time wise. And So, a lot of times, if you do pursue a sport or you pursue band or this, it's it's pretty limiting. Yes. And so I really appreciated, you know, the years of 1980, you know, 88 or 87 to 91, because at, at least in that time in Pleasanton, we were able to really get to be a part of a lot.
0: Pleasanton is definitely still all about that. I know people who are in two or three different sports and other extracurriculars as well so they're definitely still about giving students the chance to kind of figure out who we are. Um, I personally, you know, I'm in AV class now. I've taken culinary, I've taken theater, technology, stuff like that so they're definitely still very heavy on the figure out who you are while you can aspects of high school which is very nice.
2: I think it helps really, you know, once you get to college, you, you're supposed to make a decision. And of course, a lot of kids change their majors multiple times, which is fine. But I just think the ability to be exposed to a lot in high school and not be kind of crunched down in a one, even though I see the importance of specializing because everything's competitive now. But I think it really helps to kind of give people more perspective on what's out there. So that's probably what I would have to say is one of the, and the second thing I will say about my experiences in Pleasanton would just be the friendships. I mean, my like three or four very best friends that I still have today who I do a girl's trip with every year. Um, maybe two if it wasn't a pandemic (laughs) are best friends that I met in Pleasanton went to high school with them and went on to have a college roommate who I lived with for five years um, was my best friend in high school and then another one of them and that so I would say just the friendships and the memories and stuff like that were so positive as well which is not really pleasant in high school for spade but just a reflection of the people so
0: I understand that and honestly I keep bringing it up but military kid this that other thing Pleasanton, again, is the most close-knit town I have ever seen out of everywhere I've been in South United States. It's the only place I've seen support their local teams like this. It's the only place where I've seen people become friends as close as they are here. And it's honestly amazing to see all this small-town stuff actually happening outside of, you know, the jokes you see on television and stuff like that, you know? Right. And so I definitely understand what you're saying about the whole everyone's much the friendships are closer here than anywhere else I've seen in all honesty
2: well that's awesome I mean at least and you know it was a great experience for me for sure
0: (laughs) I would like to thank you again for coming on the show it's been like I said it's been wonderful talking to you getting to kind of hear how Pleasanton's changed and how it stayed the same thank you so much for coming on the show
2: you're welcome thank you so much for asking me I really appreciate it
0: Thank you so much. Um, You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, taking flight from here in the Biggie studio. We're hoping you join us next month for another brutally awesome podcast. And try to stay positive out there. We know it's
1: crazy.